All right, Horn Toad listeners, let's keep this momentum going. Let's jump on to segment number four for season five, episode Sweet 16, with the theme of Dene Economics, which I just shortened at, or, or which I just crushed together and called it Dene Economics. This one is Resed Out Resorts. And I was just talking about this, about the battle for land control or battle of land control. And this segment looks at the possibilities of what life on the res would be like if a lot of the unused land would turn into resorts and better tourist attractions. So I did cover, uh, I think it was in season three, a little bit about the land issues and what can be built on them and, you know, how life would be. And once again, to reiterate why I was doing this one of the reasons why there's like five or seven good reasons why I did this nonprofit. One of them was to shorten that driving length from Clagato to Gallup and all the amenities and stores and departments that, um, that I go to Gallup for, I wish it was literally right down the road from me. And that way, you know, I can bring like a little business district to the area I'm talking about. And, you know, it, it's definitely something that we need to start considering as a tribe and all that jealousy, all that witchcraft. Oh, you're making it better than me. So I'm going to witchcraft you. So you die. Excuse me. I'm going to kill you, you know, because you're, you're living life better off than me, man. All that is garbage, man. That's like, that's kitty stuff. You know, that was like back in the day when, um, you know, these guys really thought they were, these skinwalker people thought they were going to live forever. <laughs> But, you know, that darkness, that evil is going to come back to collect its due, you know, and, and what it's, what it's due is your soul. If you give it to them, you know, and under, under the guidelines that you're going to get what all, whatever you want, and you're going to have all your enemies killed and you're going to have all this power. But then how long is that going to last? Because, Eventually your body's going to give out and you're going to die or somebody else is going to witch you and then you won't be able to do anything anyways. So then, um, that kind of comes into question about, you know, if we know as much as white people in the world of modern business and economics do, then why haven't we reached that level yet? And I think one of the main reasons why is fear Fear to follow your dreams and then fear of getting witchcraft for following your dreams. So even though everybody's trying to act like, you know, they can continue on living on the reservation, like it's no big deal. They are secretly scared the way I see it. They're secretly scared. Like, like the veterans at those, uh, agency meetings, those veteran commanders, they were afraid to you know, uh, follow the native ravager and, you know, work with him on whatever he was bringing up, or they were afraid that native ravager was going to fail and they didn't want to be around a failure anyways. I mean, I wouldn't blame them either, but as time has gone on, look what happened. You know, they ended up being the failures, you know, and, and so next month in May, that's where they're going to have their, um, their second, uh, agency meeting. 
And that's going to be interesting to see how that goes, because there's a lot of people that just kind of stopped going, even on that radio program, uh, that rally this morning, um, protest or whatever, there was a lady who was saying that, that very thing about, um, she just has given up gone, going to the chapter house to get information, to get help. Uh, she's given up on going through her tribal leaders and she don't want to use them anymore. So that's kind of like a perfect motivation to move, do things on your own, work with this nonprofit and go from there and get some more better deals of what could make life easier on the res could be. But at the same time, you know, that's an attitude where it's like, oh, so you've given up, you know, you said you, you gave up, then if I invest my time and energy into you, are you going to let me down? Are you just going to give up too? You know, so it kind of gives off that impression. And that's why, you know, I was just, I was just really thinking about, um, how these white people are able to do what we wish to do. And like I said, one of the thing was, um, national, national, (laughs) one of the things was, um, the, the land withdrawal, you know, that that's like a big issue. If you do it right and you, you don't involve like family members, it's always jealous, to sabotage you and try to put it in their name, you know, cause stuff like that happens, you know, people are people and you just can't control everybody. But as long as you stand up and fight back for your principles, I think you'll be doing just fine. And then, um, also if, um, uh, if we had roadside, uh, roadside businesses, well, obviously, you know, that's going to really help out during tourist season, uh, season. But the other thing I was going to say about that was, um, I had a white buddy and well, he's still my buddy. Um, my white brother, uh, he, I don't know what kind of company he worked for, or I know he was running for the political seat in the Apache County area, which Apache County stretches into the Navajo nation. And then a little bit of the Navajo Nation on the west side is part of Apache County. I mean, Navajo County, which is kind of funny because more Navajo, more Apaches live in Navajo County. And then more Navajos live in Apache County. I don't know who who made that up or who decided to do it like that, but it really is kind of funny. Anyway, so this guy was telling me one time, um, going from Ganado to uh, Window Rock, that stretch of land right there, or at least uh, St. Michael's or Summit, that stretch of land right there going through the forest, um, he said that that wasn't anybody's real property, you know, and there's houses, even though there are houses right there, you know, he goes, technically you still could, if you wanted, or if you had the money for it, you could set up a shop right here, uh, like a gas station in the middle of, uh, Ganado and the summit. And, you know, the people that would come through, or the people that live on the land, they really can't, they wouldn't be able to say much as long as you showed them that, you know, that, that area and that highway, that corridor is open to like basically the public to buy, you know? And even though these people are saying, oh, well, that's my land. This is my land. It's like, yeah, but you're not developing anything on it. You're just saying it's your land. And then you got a bunch of junky cars, a house full of rats and rodents and, you're not even, you know, you, you got your trash everywhere and you got your own little landfill going on somewhere on your property. So 
you're not really improving anything to make it look nicer. It's just more or less, um, sticking out their chest their their Navajo bird chest and saying, this is my land, you know? So they're getting all defensive and everything, getting hostile. And like I said, you know, I, I wouldn't want to work with someone like that. I'd, but at the same time, I'd be like, well, you know, I got the paperwork for this. So the business says I can go ahead and put a house, not a house. I can go ahead and put a gas station right here and there's nothing you can do about it. And, you know, maybe if that person had a gun, <laughs> points it at me or something, maybe that might be something worth, uh, you know, having that consideration moment, you know, uh, with a gun in your face, it makes you think quicker. And then, so pretty much that's where the res out resorts would come in. Now, if it, if it, let's say there was money for the Clagato veteran nonprofit to invest in a resort and the white guy I was talking about, um, a white brother, he, you know, let's say he took some land away from the Navajo nation. These people are all pissed, but we put a resort there and then that family gets all upset and they try to, you know, sabotage it, throw rocks at the building, try to bust the windows or try to spray paint, <laughs> spray paint on the side of the building or on the, on the fence line, you know, for whatever reason, you know, that definitely could become a reality. But at the same time, if more people are cruising through like, oh, well, here's a new gas station. I need to go there because I need the restroom. I need to put some more gas in. I don't think I can make it back to, uh, Ganado, or they might be able to make it back down to, you know, St. Michael's, but for whatever reason, um, the money that would be coming in from these motorists cruising by, you know, I think would really pay for all that, um, damage that the local families would do. And then at the same time, the, the local families would probably, probably be under investigation for, you know, uh, like, oh, what's that stupid word? for like vandalizing a public establishment, like a gas station, you know? So anyways, that's why on, on, I think it was, uh, oh, for this season, I think it was like episode 12, 11 or 10. I was talking about, you know, that health spa rejuvenation. And at the end, I, I kind of forgot about the, uh, massage therapist or mas massage therapy that when I was, I was going to tie into this, uh, resort. So at the same time, it probably could be its own, uh, podcast episode about Navajo resorts and, or Denet relaxing. Well, you know, I think I've, re I've already covered it with that rejuvenation stuff anyways. So that's where, you know, looking at all this, you know, um, we haven't reached that level yet of business and economics, like how the white people do. And then, um, and then just what I was saying about, uh, highway 264, it's basically open up for business. And if anybody wants to pull out their shotgun and say, oh, well, I don't want you developing stuff right here. And you, you know, and they shoot one of your crew members or whatever that are trying to build a, um, a gas station in there, then, you know, then that, that person who pulled the trigger definitely going to jail. So then what was their cause all about then, you know? I mean, it's great to like show dominance and have a weapon ready, but then at the same time, you know, it's just, it's just not a good look anyways. So with, um, these resorts, 
And I, I think that would be like a tourist destination. And that could be one way to really raise up the, uh, the economics. But then again, you know, some people might, might have a better solution or they might, um, there, there could be mergers, you know, maybe another big company from like, uh, oh, what's that place called? I was thinking of MetLife, but damn Snoopy got me thinking about him kicking back and relaxing those cartoons. Um, but in a place where, you know, you can definitely invest your money in just knowing that Navajo, not Navajos, but just regular tourists are coming through, stopping by your resort and, um, you know, putting some cash down, relaxing, enjoying themselves, getting something to eat or whatever resort you're looking for would be. It would definitely be something that would, for one thing, help out uh, the Navajo Nation Economic Department, I guess. Another part is, you know, that you got something to leave for the grandkids and children. And then just another thing is you take the pride in knowing that you made a difference. You changed something. It's not the same old cycle. <laughs> and that's where... Um, I was getting tired of these veteran agency meetings where they just talked about the same thing and nobody really had a decent explanation of what, you know, we could be doing. The only person who came close was me. And then other than that, you know, I, I would do like presentations, but then at the same time, I noticed that the veteran commanders, they're like, ah, this little asshole again, you know, here he comes. What's he going to talk about now that we don't understand? And right there, I was just like, you know what? Fine. I don't have to do this at all. You know, I'm just doing it just to let you guys know that at some point in history, if you try to point your finger at me saying I never helped out, you know, there's documented um, me meeting minutes that have been taken down. And that's where, you know, I cover myself as far as you know, just where I'm opinionated uh, on this matter. And, and then also at the same time, the, um, the, uh, resed out resorts, you know, it, it could add a lot more infrastructure. That's the freaking word I was trying to get to this whole time. It could add to the infrastructure and, you know, so it really comes down to two, two things here. One, following your dreams and doing something positive or two, not following your dreams because you're too afraid of getting witchcraft and bad luck befalling you or your family. So that's where, you know, like I said before, um, in those other episodes for season five, it, even season four, three, two, one is that, you know, it's best to kind of stick with the, the traditional Navajo songs and uh, prayers to make sure that it's not tainted by evil, by evilness, by evil energies from people that don't like you and hate you and want you to die. Well, anyways, so that's pretty much what I want to say about that. And now let's go ahead and end that and jump on to the final segment of this episode, Sweet 16. This one is nonprofit procrastination. Let me explain. Oh, thank you.